This week on the Lexus Enthusiast Podcast, it's all about the fifth generation RX. Hi, everybody. This is Kevin Watts. And this is Michael Pannone. And we are... <laughs> oh, boy. It's been two weeks since the RX uh, debuted, the fifth generation RX. And it's been, a, it's been a wild ride of emotions. You could say that. It's been a lot of... You know, I guess it's kind of like if you've ever had plastic surgery and you wake up and the doctor pulls off the bandage and you're like, this is terrible. <laughs> Actually, like as a person who's had a couple rhinoplasties for uh, medical reasons, there's a direct correlation here where like the first time you see it, you're like, oh my God, that's terrible. What happened? And then the more you look at it in the mirror, the better it gets. That's how I feel about the new RX front end. Oh yeah, for sure. And I think that time heals all wounds, right? So, mm, Right. I don't know. Yes. Have they done anything with the LS yet? I'm just kidding. A dagger. A dagger through our hearts. I'm just kidding. No, oh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so we're just going to like talk through the new RX. I, I know everybody's seen it, seen pictures, seen the interior. We did a, a live stream the night when it was, uh, when it debuted and, uh, you know, captured our initial thoughts. As I said, then we, we had seen the photos. We had the photos for a few days before that, able to get accustomed to maybe the way that the new RX looks. I, I still feel like there's a lot more to say about the RX. So mm -hmm. I think the, the main thing, what I want to hear is what's changing in your, in your opinion of the new front end. Mm, I guess I've, now that there's been tons of media coverage, you know, we've seen videos, we've seen pictures, we've seen high res, we've seen low res. I really am coming around on the front end. I do think that it's interesting that Lexus has started making comments about, well, not everybody loved the spindle. <laughs> I was I was shocked. I was shocked. When I, I was saw that too. Yeah, I couldn't. Believe I was it. too. Yeah. Because they. I mean, because look, this. What was that? Was it the LFGH concept came out that had the first full spindle front end? Remember that? It was the year right before the debut of the fourth generation GS. Yeah, that it was the concept that previewed that. Yeah, so that would have been 2010, roughly. Yes. So I like, you know, you think about how far we've come from that time and in, in every, every iteration of the spindle has become so aggressive. Uh, yeah. And look, I mean, I drive like a 21 GX. I probably have one of the most aggressive spindles. I've like really probably <laughs> always been pro spindle, yeah. but I know a lot of people aren't. And uh, I just thought it was interesting to see them sort of being like, yeah, maybe we'll try something different. <laughs> Not everybody loves it. I couldn't believe that when that came out because of uh, the way, you know, when they introduced it, that was right when things were really, you know, picking up with Lexus enthusiasts. And I was spending a lot of time with uh, the like the global manager of uh, like their new brand initiatives. And when they introduced this spindle grill, and I just remember talking to them about it and how passionate they were. And they're like, we just don't want people to just look at us and just shrug. We either want them to love us or hate us. And if only half of the people that see this like it, that's still 50%. Like, yep. I always liked that. I always liked the, the assertiveness of that. But like, I think mostly the way that they're talking about it, right? They're saying, oh, well, maybe people thought more of it like Darth Vader. We heard a lot about people comparing it to Darth Vader. And I thought like, why is this coming out? Like the LX has an immense, massive. That's exactly end. what I thought too. After when I, when I read that and saw that, I was kind of puzzled. Yeah. I was like, 
this is a core model. It just came out last year. And then now we're going to start talking about how everything's going to get dialed back. Like I was thinking it's like, it's almost to me, it's not even that it's like a core model. It has the longest development timeline of any Lexus vehicle. So it's, <laughs> it stays the same for the longest. Yeah. And I was just sort of thinking if we were going to make a change like that, wouldn't we have done it with a vehicle that's going to be the same for the next 15 yeah. years? And I, I mean, know. there's no way you're going to hide that front end on the LX. No. Like it's, it is there no. to stay. So I was a little bit surprised about that. And also I was thinking about the NX and I was thinking about how they designed the NX and now the RX is going to has this, you know, sort of EV shield and, and what does that mean for the NX? So does that mean that in the, you know, the mid-cycle refresh of the NX, we're going to see a reproduction of this sort of blended grill? I, I don't mm-hmm. know. It just seems like if they were going to do this, that they picked an odd moment to start doing it. Yeah. Although I would probably say that the RX buyer may be one mm. of Lexus most conservative, potentially. Yes, very good so yes, very if good they point. were going to start to tone down the grill, probably the best time to do it would be with their most, you know, conservative okay. buyer. You win. But I but here's here's the other side of it. I am thankful that Lexus is continuing to do different stuff with design and like take chances and change things. You know, we talk about it from time to time, but Mercedes design has gotten really stale again. Mm, BMW yeah. design is becoming quite ugly yeah monstrous yeah and so it's it's sort of we see this cycle happen where everybody's rushing to be different and then everybody's sort of like iterating on that for the generation or two afterwards Mm, mm -hmm. and look like we're hard on lexus when we need to be but i think that design is one area that lexus has for the most part been pretty successful they've continued to iterate continued to innovate they've refined where they needed to refine and i think now we're just at the next iteration so i'm i'm cool with it I I think that's a really, actually pretty impressive point. I was thinking about the RX and the changes that they made and the amount of feedback, customer feedback that would have happened throughout this process. Mm. I mean, as a data-driven company, Toyota is going to be very aware of what case studies say about it and that kind of thing. And I think that that's a really good point is that the RX buyer is potentially the buyer that disliked the spindle grill the most. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> how do we don't know but i'm sure lexus does yeah so i don't want it to be a situation where all of a sudden they're uh jury rigging this front end onto every vehicle despite whether it works or not you know the way that they did with the original spindle grill where they they just forced it onto the face of, of right. so many different vehicles just to have some sort of brand cohesion right i don't want to see that again that was a very awkward time in lexus design and, and i don't really think we need to do that so do you remember when, actually, I think we talked about it on the last podcast, when the electric vehicle announcement was made and they had, you know, th- different arrangements of different rows of vehicles mm-hmm. and we were looking at the TX and we were looking at what we, or what we thought was the TX, what we thought was the ES. And we were sort of like, I don't know, those front ends don't really make sense. Like, cause right. I, I remember that yeah. that quote unquote ES had a very smooth front end. And I think it looked at least the shadowy version of the TX did as well. Now it's making a little more sense yeah. to me. Like maybe, you know, the front end of Lexus is probably about to start to change pretty substantially. I mean, you're right. You're absolutely right. Because it did look like even when we first saw those, like that's just the current model with a different front end. Why would they do that? 
mm -hmm. they're not going to release this car as an EV. Why are, why are they adopting this EV front end? Yep. I uh, It will be curious to see what comes next, right? So I would imagine the next model we see probably be the TX. I think so too. Yeah. So, you know, when, when the TX is introduced, we'll be able to really identify, you know, where Lexus design is coming. Where, Might sorry, even where? be the GX, actually. I, I mm. heard some things that uh, the TX decision was made late term. So it could be the GX or the TX, but I'm ex equally excited for both. I do have one more gripe. Okay. Actually, not one, like, not, I shouldn't say it. I have one more thought on the RX front end. Oh, okay. So when we read the press release, they were very proud of the fact that they cut two inches out of the rear overhang. <laughs> yes. The, where did they put Can it? <laughs> Well, could you think of anywhere else they could cut two inches out of? I mean, look, people, size matters. Like two inches is two inches, and I'd prefer the two inches to be cut out of the front end. I can't. I never thought. I never thought the back end was that big of a deal. No, I, I can't believe that they thought. You know what? The back end is too big. Agreed. We've, we've got to shrink this. It, it, yeah. It's too. No, no, not the front. No, nope. I don't want yeah. to talk about the front. I know. I was thinking about the one thing I was thinking about if we're talking about gripes or, or whatnot, I always feel like Lexus chooses the wrong color to debut their vehicles with. Like, mm -hmm. I always think why, anyways, I think that it actually worked in this case because you really needed to get that change front and center. You really needed to show that change off and you didn't need to obscure it in any sort of confusion with color or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So I think because of the way that we're going through, I don't know if we're just like Stockholm syndrome where we're just, you know, oh yeah, I love it now. I, I hope that's not the case, but I would imagine that a lot of people are going to probably go through the same sort of process that we've yeah. gone through. And every time they see it, it's, it's just a little less abrasive to the eye because it's, it is a, it's a major change and, and major changes take time to get used to. Yeah, they, you're totally right. They don't, historically do a good job of picking a debut color like mm -hmm. the like the white the white was brutal yeah <laughs> and it like the thing about it was white doesn't show like it doesn't capture much light or show much contrast mm -hmm. so i think it made the front end look particularly beaky um, yeah. And when I started to see some videos of the car in more natural lighting or where it wasn't, you know, sort of touched up or cut some of the other pictures in different colors, it does make a lot more sense and it looks a lot better. Well, you shared those uh, photos in that like LF1 mm. gold mm -hmm. color. Copper and my, Christ. And my first reaction was like, I want that. Mm -hmm. I And it, my honest reaction when I saw those pictures was like, oh my God. But then you said, well, there's no way you'd ever drive that. Like, that's so super flashy. <laughs> and I was like, that's very yeah, true. that is like some special color. It looks like yeah. one of those um, triple tone colors that Lexus has, those signature colors, you know, infrared and... and Agreed. It has I'll a be, depth. I'll be interested to see what the take rate is on it. Yes. We'll see. Well, do you remember the the when the CT launched and it had that oh, yeah. crazy that lime that yeah. lime yellowish color? Yeah, and no, it was it was very similar to this, except it was way more yellow. Wait, I have wait, I have a question for you. That yeah, are you colorblind? Yes, that's yeah. right. Okay, so th like to me, the CT color, <laughs> the C <laughs> that CT color that CT color is like very yellow lime like neon greenish almost no. <laughs> the copper crest is like copper crest is like a fresh oh, copper pipe or like God, a fresh yeah. penny they look the same <laughs> I, they would they would 
They would. <laughs> but hey, look, oh, like, you know, Lexus oh, loves a flashy color. When oh, they, yeah. When they do, Every when once they in a while. Yeah. You know, we'll move on from the design. I, I posted up some photos of the interior and all the different color configurations and all the different trims and everything like that. Mm. And um, there's a white that's really impressive. Mm. I looked through that post that you made and I thought yeah. pretty much all of the interior options were beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. The one, my favorite was the dark sepia. Yes. That was, you know, I'm a sucker for a brown shade of brown, and that was really pretty. Is that, does that color exist? I haven't seen it before. Sepia, sepia now is, I think, only on the GX, and it's like, it's a color that looks brown sometimes and gray Mm -hmm. sometimes. It's actually, you probably remember, it's the color I thought I first wanted on my GX interior, and then my salesman made a point, the guy I bought it from was like, you know, the thing I don't like about that color is if it's not in direct light, it just looks like washed out gray. And as soon as he said that, I was like, oh, I'm out. (laughs) Uh, But This is much darker, though. Yeah, this is much darker. Yeah. It looks really nice. It looks sort of similar. My Forerunners both had redwood interior, and it looks okay. kind of similar to that color. I actually, you're right. Like, there isn't really one that I don't like, except for I don't, I'm not a big fan of the circuit red. Like, mm. I just, I've really lost my taste for that when I was in the LX. It was like, yeah, when and especially you said that it was like being in the belly of a whale, and uh, <laughs> I haven't been able to shake that that metaphor. You know, <laughs> it's. <laughs> It's a lot. Yeah, I was though surprised though that there's only like two woods, and then there's mm-hmm. some sort of weird print trim, and then there's the aluminum. I did see that. Yeah, yeah. the The print trim is like I don't know. I'm not sure, exactly sure what that is. I guess it would just be like some sort of plastic. Yeah. So I'm not really so. sure what that's for. I don't know if maybe that's maybe the interior trim for the the 450H plus, but that would be. Yeah, uh, I assume. That, yeah, you would think. I don't, I don't, I really don't know. I mean, like they've done, you know, we have like the Kiriko glass they've done. Then they had that. What was that other like door panels they did for the LS last year? That was sort of like a oh yeah metallic camo material. And I know those are yeah. different, but yeah, Lex, like again, I do applaud Lexus for trying different stuff. And then I guess really to kind of, we're just going to wrap it up with uh, powertrains. Just talk about powertrains, you know? So we followed the, the U S debut and the U.S. provided us with all the information, and in that information was no information about the RX 450H+. Plus. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, well, they're just going to hold this back. But the thing is, is that it's available in all other markets. And so there was a huge amount of info and photos and whatnot about the RX 450H+, Plus, you know, from Europe. In and Europe, like, yeah. yeah. And I just wonder, what do you think the, the strategy is behind that? And do you think it's supply? Yeah, I I think it's there's a good chance. I, I thought the same thing, and it's weird because that powertrain is out now. So this isn't shocking to anybody. Like it's not like it's not like coming soon specs will be released later. Like we yeah, know what exactly. the 450h powertrain is. Yeah. So I guess it's possible they might limit it to one trim or something like that. I don't know. Um the way that they announced it for America with very little detail, I thought was strange. I, I would imagine it means probably you're looking at six to eight months after the initial release of the RX before they even start to see. Mm-hmm. I think so too. It'll be interesting to see what the reason is or what the availability is actually like. But you know, I've, we've both heard here the NX 450H is like special order only. Like the dealers aren't getting very many of them yeah. at all. You know, I do believe they're very 
capacity constraint to produce those batteries. So it'll be interesting to see how they spin the fact that they were sketchy about the release for North America. You know, I've, I've only seen a couple on the road. How, what are you seeing out there, you know, in Atlanta? Actually, I'm trying to think I've seen, I've seen maybe two or three NXs and they were yeah. all three fifties. I haven't even seen a hybrid yet. So, uh, let, let alone a 450H. And it's crazy because the thing is, is that they're building those now in Canada mm. And it just makes me wonder, like, why? And they would be able to build both the NX350 and NX350H. Mm -hmm. It's kind of confusing why we, there's not even that many on the road yet. So it's uh, it's definitely a, a weird time to be releasing cars. You sell everyone that you make, but right. you can't really make a lot of them, right? So. Right, <laughs> right. I um what the other thing I know we chatted about it briefly on the reveal but I do wish that the RX had a little more power than the NX mm -hmm. the engines are aside from the 500h and supposedly unreleased specs for the 450h plus <laughs> uh the 350 and the 350h and probably the 450h plus are just identical to the NX yeah. and I don't know for a vehicle that's going to cost more money and be a bit more premium. I think it deserves more power. And bigger. Even if it's just on paper. Yeah. Yeah. I, so. I, I do have some concerns about this, what you would say, like the generic engine options now, right? Mm -hmm. So you got to figure that almost every vehicle that comes out is going to be saddled with this lineup of engines. Especially, yeah. I'm interested, I'm really interested to see what they do with this 500H engine. Me too. Know, after the RX, because that's a very impressive package that they put together. Agreed. Yeah. The thing that strikes me about it is, you know, it, like they have the, their standard grades and I think there's premium, premium plus F sport handling and then luxury and then 500 H F sport performance. Yeah. So, and it seems that 500 H is only going to be available on the F sport performance. So if you buy an RX F sport, or let's say that you buy an RX luxury, which is not a cheap car, mm -hmm. You know, even now, those are, you know, they can be approaching 60K, sometimes over 60K. Some of the hybrid, yeah. like the current 450Hs get well into the 60s. Like, yeah, I'm not sure that I'd want to spend that much money on a car that had 275 horsepower. <laughs> I mean, that that is definitely a fair thing to say. I yeah. just wonder in terms of how they structure it, if they even have, honestly, how many they're even going to have of like a 350 luxury. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I guess I would say probably the best version of an RX, in my opinion, would be a hybrid. But even the 350H, same as the NX, 450H+, plus, same as the NX. <laughs> so yeah. it's just sort of like, like, I, I guess I kind of also would hope, like, I think it'd be cool if potentially they were able to put a bigger battery pack on the 350H. So there was like NX 350H, but RX like 450H or mm, RX 400H, you know, like if, yeah. like, let's say you could get an RX 400H and it had 285 horsepower as a hybrid. Like, that's pretty yeah. cool. Like, then you're yeah. talking. They're all just shared with the NX. I kind of wish yeah. the RX had a core engine under the 500H that was still cool. Well, that, that's a crazy thing, right? So are they going to do an NX 500H? I hope. Like, holy smokes. <laughs> I hope. Oh my, like you said that. And I know that we were just bitching, but <laughs> the truth of yeah. the matter is, is like an, an NX 500H is, that's really appealing. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Yeah, that wraps up, I think, our initial thoughts about the RX. Yep. I'm sure that, you know, as we get, see more videos, as we, you know, see it in person and, and drive it lots more to get into but i think that wraps it up for now yeah awesome okay everybody thank you for tuning in and uh we will talk to you soon take care bye